0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grow Up podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow all my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now this week we have got some bargains that are starting to show up in our shops and our garden centres and I've been hunting down a few and I've also concluded the potato experiment to find out which of the four composts it's worth spending your money on results are quite interesting that's all coming up in this week's show so let's get on and find out what I've been up to in the garden it is Saturday the 13th of August 2022 today it's eight o'clock in the evening and uh, it's been another very very warm day warm week actually and this second heat wave has has come through and it has been incredibly hard to do anything so whilst I've been doing bits in the morning just general tidying here at home down the allotment in the evenings that's certainly today it's been the only time I've managed to do any work in the garden because one I'm on call but two it's also been incredibly hot. Now the big news for the week is that we have been announced that we are in a drought area we've not on a hosepipe ban as of yet but we are in an area that is officially in a drought. Now this isn't going to make a huge amount of difference and it's certainly not a surprise but it certainly got me thinking about water. Now everybody knows I have a big thing about how we use water in this country. I think it's ridiculous we have water that is pumped to a house, fresh drinking water and we use it to flush the toilet yet we have rainwater full from the skies onto our rooftops down our guttering straight out to sea. Seems a bit cockeyed if you ask me. Anyway I am known as the Buck King because I have 14 water butts in my garden and I've just gone around today and just made a bit of a check and see how much water we have got in them and I probably still have about another 800 litres. Four of my water butts which are behind my shed they are still full. Because they're behind the shed and not really used that much, they are my emergency reserves. They will be used, and I certainly think we will be coming in to use them over the next few weeks if this continues. But two of my other water butts are about half full. One of these is attached to my shed, which doesn't surprise me, it's half full. It's the very last one on a bank of three. But the one that is attached to my wood. Store, which doesn't get a huge amount of rainwater in it it takes a while to fill up that has got about 150 litres in so for me this kind of proves just how well we are at storing water here at the veg grow podcast hq in fact i've actually been writing a blog post about what we can do to prevent ourselves being affected by this drought in the future because if global warming is the thing it can continue to happen now what have i been doing this evening well it's been general maintenance tying in my tomatoes and removing some of the lower leaves so that we can encourage the tomatoes to ripen has been a big thing tomatoes actually haven't been too bad they're not the biggest plants they're quite short the plants but they're nice and stocky so i'm quite happy with those and just by removing the lower leaves that hopefully encourages the fruits on there to ripen as well as improves ventilation blight is unlikely to be a problem this year but it could happen and this sort of thing just helps improve the chances of not suffering from blight now in the greenhouse my irrigation system has been playing up a little i've noticed i moved things around a couple of weeks ago in there and although I thought things would be okay it doesn't seem quite right just something doesn't seem to be delivering the water as well so I've had to fiddle around with that in there and see what's going on hopefully I've got it right but only time will tell and I'll keep a close eye on that and reveal what's happening what I think it was is that where the water butt was on a much higher stand where I've put it a little bit lower but the watering system is still at the same height I think it's too low for it to really suck the water up that's my theory but I could be wrong now the chickens middle of summer is pretty much when there's a good chance they will get spider mites in there now I do have one of these plastic chicken coops so in theory there shouldn't be any spider mite but once in a while i do like to give it a really good wash out and as we i know we're in a drought but as we are not in the hosepipe battles of yet i figure the best thing to do would be to use my jet washer give it a really good wash add some disinfectant and give it a chance to ventilate before letting the chickens out in there that way there's no risk of them getting spider mite and they are well should be happy in a cleaner coop so yeah now the final thing that I've been doing is potting up some more plants that I've brought this week now these have been absolute bargains and there's quite a few bargains available at the moment which I'm going to talk to you about now earlier this week we had a post in our Facebook group where somebody shared that they had been into Wilkinson's, a high street department store, and found that a lot of things were on discount. Now, this time of year and over the next few weeks, I tend to notice that places like Wilkinson's, the range B&M, and then the garden centres do start selling off some of their spring and summer stock. Pretty cheap. The idea being for the, the... Sort of places is that they want to get rid of their spring summer gardening stock in order that they can bring in the Halloween and the Christmas stock. Certainly, in the case of the range or Wilkinson's, armed with this knowledge, I have spent the last week popping into some of these places to see what bargains we can find. Now, first of all, I went into Wilkinson's, and sure enough, there was quite a few bargains I've seen metal watering cans for £3, some of the plastic grow houses for £10, a rather nice actually potting table that has been sold off for £15. So the bargains are there and as we know this year we are concentrating trying to beat the cost of living crisis. So if you are looking at stocking up for next year it might be worth popping along to your local shop and just see what they are doing. Seeds are being sold off quite cheap. That's one thing I think it's definitely worth having a look at. They do go quite quickly, but it might be worth just quickly thinking about what seeds you want to sow next year and run down to your Wilkinsons or the range and see just what they've got for sale. I've got plenty of seeds, so I don't need to worry about that. One thing I do use a lot of, and I'm always trying to make savings, is compost. And When I popped into the Wilkinsons, I noticed they were selling off some peat-free grow bags for 50p a bag. Now, I only brought two bags. I had two bags in the front garden this year, which I've got the two bags ready for next year. I'm stocking up for next year, basically. And I will be going back and buying a few bags of the compost, just so that I then can get some into the beds that I need them for, just so that then I am getting ready for next year one thing that I do spend a lot of money on is compost and I do try to make my own now I have seen that there are compost bins for sale again pretty cheap I'm not in a market for compost bins so that's not for me but again this is something we might be looking at Water butts. Now water butts, I'm, I said uh, earlier in this podcast that I'm writing a blog post about the how we can deal with a drought in the future and water butts are quite a key thing of that. But they are in high demand so they're not necessarily being sold off cheap. But I, in the past I have found water butts for as little as £5 in these places. So again, I personally think a £5 water butt, if you can get it for that cheap, set it up over the winter, it'll more than pay for itself in the water that it stores. So definitely these are some of the things I think you would want to be looking at. Now I've also gone and bought some plants. And again, I'm looking around for these bargains. I'm always on the look for bargain plants, especially our fruit bushes and fruit canes found raspberry plants for a pound a tabry plant for a pound a collection of strawberry plants for pounds there's six strawberry plants so that's pretty good price again this is just a small collection of what I have seen but I have bought these because they are being sold off cheap now a lot of these fruit bushes the strawberry plants they're perennial so they will last for the next few years but what I do find they are in a bit of sad condition so what I like to do as soon as I get them home I pot them up into a bigger pot with some fresh compost give them a good watering let them get in the sunlight and they will soon start to recover. I have actually in the past a couple of years ago I think it was now I bought a black currant bush in fact I had several plants at that time they were sold off in Wilkinson's for 10p a plant. These plants really were not looking great but I thought it would be worth it and give it a try. And if it doesn't work, I've only lost 10p. I did lose some of those plants, but the one plant is actually still surviving and doing well. So, you know, like I say, it's well worth going in and checking out some of these bargains and seeing what is available. I'm always on the search for bargains, as no doubt you know. Gardening can be quite expensive and we always want to save the money. Now, one thing I did go in to a garden centre the sales aren't quite there in the garden centres that I've seen but they will be there very soon but I did find and I really quite like this a apple bonsai tree that should be 35 pounds and that was being sold off for 20 pounds now this is a complete and utter indulgence 20 pound for an apple tree that probably is well it has produced fruit but it's probably not going to be edible but it's just a bit of fun for me and I got it 20 pounds bit of indulgence 15 pound off a bit of fun, but I like it. My point here is that it is well worth going into some of these garden centres over the next few weeks and seeing what they're doing. I will be going in, looking and seeing it, what apple trees or pear trees or other trees that are being also being sold off quite cheap. Now, added to that, if you head to any of our online uh, fruit bushes, fruit suppliers, you may well find that they will soon start selling bare-rooted plants too. Now, bare-rooted plants I find to be an absolute bargain. They're the cheapest way to buy, say, raspberry canes, but they do come without any roots. So they do need planting immediately, and they do need some really good, moist soil for them to establish. Now, I usually find they start selling from September-October time, and that's the ideal time to get them in the ground. The soil starts to rain, starts to stay moist. We don't get that hot sun that causes all the problems. So again, this is another place if you are looking to add more plants to your garden, to your allotment. You don't want to, f- or you can't find the bargains that I've already mentioned. Have a look at some of the fruit cane suppliers, fruit plant suppliers. Blackmore is one example. Ashbridge Nurseries is another. Go check those out. Have a look for their bare rooted plants and you might just be able to pick yourself up some new raspberry canes and bushes or whatever you may be looking for for a pretty reasonable price. I may well be ordering some more of those myself and when we do I'll talk you through the process of how we go out and plant those well i hope that has given you a few ideas of the bargains that i'm looking for there are a lot more things that you might find in these shops that are on bargain corner find out what you need make a list go have a look and go buy it if you can afford it that is i know it's very easy for me to stand here and say that when there are people who are struggling to feed themselves right let's get back to the gardening it is sunday the 14th of august 2022 today it is in the afternoon, and I've came down the allotment. I've been working all day again, and I've got a live show to do later. So this is a bit of a rush to try and get a bit of work done. Down here today, but it has cooled down slightly. The, the cloud cover has came over, thank God because we have suffered quite a few losses. Some of my beans have completely died, and but what we do have we 've given a really good drenching on the hope that they will recover. My kale plants that I planted out last week have unfortunately died as well, which i wasn 't surprised about to be honest i shouldn 't have planted them out last week. But kind of proved something that I wanted to to test out. And that is it's not worth planting out plants when expecting hot weather. You're best off just waiting for, for them to be for the better weather. Hence why a lot of my perennial plants are planted in the autumn winter times. Now I have been down here during the week just keeping on top of the weeding and the watering. Hot weather has meant a lot of watering as uh, I'm sure you can imagine but... um what we have done today so I didn't need to bring the lawnmower or a strimmer down this week because it hasn't really grown much this hot weather has slowed that down which is a bit of a blessing but behind the greenhouse is where I used to have my summer raspberry plants that were growing quite nicely there but they were very difficult to control the weeds and in fact the weeds had choked out a lot of the raspberry plants that I had there These were raspberry plants I inherited when I took on this plot, and a few months ago, what I did was cover this area with some cardboard to smother out any of the weeds that were still there. Now I was going to leave that and then just mulch the top, but what I thought I'd do instead, and I went to a garden centre to buy some seeds for this earlier this week. I've lifted up the cardboard and I've used it elsewhere, and. In the area I've sown some of the facilia seeds a green manure. Now I'm a big fan of facilia. I mentioned it last week but it is so good at smothering out weeds because it grows so big it cleans the soil so I thought you know what I'm going to plant that there for the time being well then it's do its thing and then we'll see what happens when I take it down and pop that area back into use it will be a raspberry bed area again so there's lots that we can do with that after that it's been a case it's just it's still a little bit too hot i'm knackered so i haven't really felt the ability to do a huge amount of work lots and lots of watering as you can imagine um watering is the main thing at the moment or certainly this week because this hot weather the second heat wave of the season i have noticed and i've been noticing this for a while and this is a job i'm going to have to do for win- the winter i've got an apple tree which is a family apple tree lots and lots of delicious looking apples i've got to say on it but over the years it's started to fall over to its side it's still growing it's just now pretty much at a right angle so during the winter what I've got to do is dig that apple tree up and try and straighten it and I'm thinking do I plant it in the same place or do I plant it somewhere else I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it just yet it seems a bit of a shame because it has been a good apple tree I think I should really buy another apple tree just to safeguard myself I have to keep my eye out in some garden centers to see if there's any going to be on discount. Now talking of discounts we've been running an experiment this year with growing potatoes in different types of compost and today I've decided to harvest those potatoes and share with you the results. (coughs) This year we've been running an experiment with growing the same type of potatoes in four different types of compost. Now this was set up all on the same day. We bought compost from Asda's own make, b and own brand, Wix's own brand and New Horizon. New Horizon being the higher quality compost or that's what we expected to find out. We buy it from garden centres, the other three are obviously your high street retailers. Now why I did this is I wanted to see if it is worth spending a bit more money on the decent brands of compost compared to the likes of Asda. And part of the thing that we're doing this year is about the, combating the cost of living crisis. And I'm a firm believer that if you spend the money in the right places, it's going to prove with good results. Today, this Experiment has come to an end. We've harvested the potatoes out of all the buckets. And I'm going to say I am quite surprised at the results. How did I control this experiment to make sure they were fair? So I used the same amount of compost in each bucket. We had 3 seed potatoes in each bucket, all planted on the same day. They were pot down on the lawn in a bed alongside the road so that meant that they were controlled with the microclimate, the the sunlight, the warmth and so on. So that was a pretty fair experiment. When it came to watering I tried to give them exactly the same amount of water each time. So I think this was a fairly fair experiment but by no means was it a scientifically accurate experiment what did we find so i harvested them all today and i'll start with the one that performed the least the wix's compost (laughs) i've been saying right throughout this experiment that the wix's compost seemed to be doing the worst the plants themselves didn't show themselves for about six to eight weeks after the rest had started to grow However, when the plants did grow, they looked healthy and strong and much better than the compost in the other three. So I thought there might be a bit of hope for it. However, come harvesting today, we had 250 grams of small, tiny potatoes, which are probably not going to be much use in the kitchen. So I was not impressed with Wix's compost, to say the least. Now, in third place was the Asda compost. We had 500 grams of nice-sized potatoes. There's quite a few small ones, but we can certainly get a couple of meals out of what we had in this. There was a fair amount of scab on some of the larger potatoes, so that was a little bit on the negative side. But overall, I don't think we did too bad. Next, is the New Horizon. This came in third place, which really surprised me. I thought New Horizon, the most expensive brand, the one that you get from the garden centre, would perform the best. But what I found, the potatoes, we got 500 grams again of potatoes, so the same as the Yazda brand. Generally much larger, not really any small unusable ones. A bit of scab on them, not as much as the Yazda brand, but there is a little bit of scab But overall, the same amount of potatoes. So I'm not too fussed by that. They're usable, but being the most expensive amount of compost, I don't think it's warranted the amount of potatoes that we've harvested for the price of the compost and then finally the B&Q compost now I'm a big fan of the B&Q compost since I started using it partly because they sell it in the big bags which make my life easier these are 100 litre bags so that makes it easier to carry down the allotment and use on the allotment but we got 600 grams of potatoes out of these all of a nice big size and no scab on them at all so B&Q for me definitely came out on top Now the quantity of potatoes I've got to say in all of these I don't feel is worth the amount of money that we spent on the compost but I think that's down to how dry it has been this year. The the performance is pretty poor um, in potatoes in general especially in buckets where they dry out quicker they're in the sun more so It's not exactly an accurate depiction of what happened. We will try again next year. We may add some more compost to this experiment. But it gives us an idea of where we should be spending our money. Perhaps next year we'll try some more of the more expensive brands to see just what does well. As I said, this has been pretty conclusive. B&Q have definitely came out on top. But I'd like to know if you've used any compost and what you have found to be the best for growing your potatoes in. And would you spend money on the compost to grow potatoes in? Let me know in the comments or email richard at the And with that, let's get back to the gardening. It is Monday, the fifteenth of August, twenty twenty-two today, and I did pop off to the allotment on the way home from work today. And Amanda and Roxy walked down to meet me. We did quite a bit of watering and a bit of weeding while we were down there. And you know what? I, I was saying to Amanda, it feels nice. It feels like the allotment is under control at the moment. Yes, watering. It is needing a lot of watering, but. On a whole, it is sort of under control. Now we also had a wander around the allotment site, met a few people, chatted to a few people, had a look at what other people were doing and got a few ideas of what we want to do ourselves. So it was nice to do that. And then when we came home, we cooked dinner. Now, many of us are probably having a glut of courgettes at the moment. So we found a courgette recipe. We found baked courgette and tomato gratin. This was really nice, actually. What we've done, we've taken a couple of courgettes and we've sliced them lengthways. And we've also added aubergine as well and did the same. We had to put some salt over it and leave it to let all the the moisture come out of the courgettes. We did this this morning, so it took all day for the, the water to come out. Then this evening we added a bit of oil to a frying pan and added in 400 grams of tomatoes. Could use chopped tomatoes, a tin of, but we chose our own tomatoes that we just chopped up and threw in. A bit of garlic as well and then we cooked it over a bit of heat for about five minutes until the tomatoes thickened. And then we added in some basil leaves, teared and and a bit of salt and pepper. And then preheated the oven to Guessmark six, added a bit of oil into a roasting dish, combined polenta and plain flour in a bowl, dip the courgettes into egg and then into the flour and then pop those in the bottom of the roasting dish. Then added a few slices of mozzarella followed by a layer of the tomato sauce that we cooked up just now and then we repeated this with more courgettes and the aubergines another layer of the mozzarella and then sauce then over the top we scattered some grated cheddar and breadcrumbs and then we baked that for 45 minutes until bubbling nice easy meal we made plenty of it so we can go in the freezer and it was absolutely delicious really enjoyed this there will be a recipe on the website on wednesday like i did last week because that proved quite popular so um yeah keep your eye out for that now I've also mentioned talking of the blog post I mentioned about the blog post that I've written about what it to do if we expect drought again and that will be out tomorrow on Tuesday so please do head to the veggroundpodcast.co.uk to read that it will of course be shared on our social media channels when that gets released well, that is it for this week. So, as always, if you've enjoyed it, please do leave us a review on your podcast service. If you have really enjoyed it want to become a member of our supporters club it helps keep everything running then please do head to the theventagrowerpodcast.co.uk and think about becoming a supporting member i charge five pound a month to become a member for that you get extra behind the scenes podcasts as well as a collection of seeds sent straight to your door every month no seeds can be sown that very month so they're not hanging around waiting to be sown if you want to get in touch you can email me richard at veggrowerpodcast.co.uk or you can find me on social media just search for the veg Grower podcast and please do like follow us on your social media platforms we will be back again next week so until then please take care <laughs>